Hello, my name is Joe. Welcome to the Joe Martino Show. Today I am excited to talk to you about how do we parent, how do we move our children into relationship, how do we help them become the adults we know they can be. Let's kick it off. This is the Joe Martino Show. You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. Okay, we are talking about parenting today. I was going to do this last week, and then I got a question about youth and sports. Got some great follow-up questions to that uh, that I'm not going to answer today because I want to talk about parenting for a moment. I want to bring you into a conversation. Uh, I know I have a lot of listeners who are parents. I also know I have a lot of listeners who are not parents, uh, who are single maybe, And you might be thinking, well, this isn't for me. This episode isn't for me. And and to some extent, at this stage in your life, it isn't. But if you're ever going to have kids, you know, this is a good thing to take and file away, just put away for future. One of the things that I was fortunate enough to understand when I was younger was I actually kept notebooks of things I wanted to do as a parent and things that I didn't want to do. I had a lot of people speak to me and into my life about parenting, and I would take their advice and I would put it into these notebooks and file it away so that when I had kids, and here, you know, 25 years later, I have four kids ranging in ages from 16 to 6. Before we get into that, though, I just want to take a minute and I want to acknowledge my Michigan peeps, my Michigan fam. Uh, I don't know if you're like me, but I'm tired. I am tired. I am wore out. Uh, winter is just kicking my butt this year, and I'm normally the guy that I enjoy all four seasons. I look at all four seasons, and I like them. I'm thankful for summer. I'm thankful for fall. I'm thankful for spring, and yes, I'm even thankful for winter, typically, but man, this year it has been hard, 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 hard. I feel like the weather moving up just a little bit and then down a lot and then up a little bit to mess with everything from my sinuses to my emotions And I just want to take a minute to acknowledge that, to say, hey, it can be hard. (laughs) This life can be hard, and it's okay. I think it's important to take that moment to acknowledge that, that, man, I'm tired. Yesterday, we woke up, and and there was a problem with one of our pipes in our house, and my wife had to come see clients, and I I had the morning, you know, free from clients, so I, I had admin work that I didn't get done. We have a marriage conference coming up this Saturday, so the week before that is typically very busy. I had a 9 o'clock appointment I had to move, and I am just sitting near that pipe with my kid's hair dryer, trying to heat up the air around it, just thinking, good Lord, I don't want to be doing this. And and for someone who struggles with depression daily, this this may be offensive, and I don't mean for it too, but I don't struggle with it regularly. And yesterday, it is just creeping in at the edge of my consciousness. I'm just running through all the things that are wrong in my life, all the things that I'm sick of, that I'm tired of, and it was just blah. And that actually is a good 
intro into what I want to talk about with parenting is parenting is hard. Life is hard, but parenting is exponentially harder. And there are times where you will be tempted to see all of the things that are wrong, all of the things that you wish you had not done, all of the things that you wish your kids had not done, all of the things that you wish they did do. Maybe they could set the table better. Maybe they could do their chores better. Maybe they could clean better. Maybe they could make better decisions in their relationships. And you will just think of all of the things that are going wrong, and it will gnaw at you. And that's okay. Here's my first principle that I want to share with you today. It's okay to be tired as a parent. It is okay to have days where you think, I'm not sure I can go five more minutes. That's okay. And and there's going to be a variety and a host of reasons for that. Some of you are parenting in a situation where your child has special needs and you're worried about the future. You're worried about the care cliff that you know is coming. You're worried about school. You're worried about can you go to work and do all the things that you have to do to make life happen and at the same time take care of your child. Some of you are caring for a child who has an addiction and you're terrified that you're going to get that middle of the night call. I get it. Some of you are are, are in a parenting situation where your daughter, your son is dating someone who's just toxic for them. They're making friendship choices that are just toxic and you're terrified. Some of you are staring down the wrong end of a divorce and you're terrified what that means for your kids. I, I, I could just spend the next half hour listing all the possible situations. Some of you have adult children who are struggling they're either not making it in their chosen field or they're making it and they hate it. They're, they're who knows, whatever's going on in their life, you don't know how to respond and that not knowing terrifies you and nothing saps our strength more than fear. Nothing straps our strength more than anxiety. And some of you listening have great anxiety and fear for your children. And you're tired and that's okay. It is. It's okay to be tired. It's okay to think, I just want 10 minutes of silence. Please stop talking. That's okay. It's okay to hurt for your kids. It's okay to really be wondering, what should I do? Just this morning, I heard the story. One of my daughters told me a story about another one of my daughters about something that's going on in her life. And I'm not kidding you, for the next hour, two hours, I debated in my head, how do I respond? Do I respond? What is the best way to operate for my child? What is the best way to parent for my child? How do I guide her in this situation? And that can be exhausting because while that's running, I'm also sending out emails. I'm responding to emails that I got. I'm setting up creative things that we're doing for our business. I'm working on projects. And in the back of my mind, it's just constantly running. What do I do? 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 That's just part of the gig. That is just part of parenting. It's okay to be tired. That's principle number one for good parenting. You have to accept that it is okay to be tired. But that brings us to my overarching principle of what I think makes good parenting, and that is you need to teach principles, not rules. I'm not saying you don't have rules. But if you have rules for the sake of rules, by and large, your children will struggle as adults in ways that they don't have to. I'm not saying if you teach principles that your kids won't struggle because I think struggle is part of life, but that's a principle I teach my kids. And so, yes, I have kids that struggle with different things. And so I'm, I'm not saying that if you teach them principles, they won't struggle. They will struggle, but principles 
help guide us through multiple situations. Rules just tell us what to do. They don't teach us to think. I have a friend who is a state police officer, and he and I were talking about this one time uh, in regards to his children. He said, oh, I think I get it because one of the things that we talked to, he didn't call them pedestrians. I forget what he called them. Civilians about was the idea that just because the speed limit says 65, that doesn't mean that it's safe to drive 65 under certain conditions. The principle is drive at a safe speed and don't exceed the rule, which is 65. And that is exactly what I'm talking about. You can teach your kids rules. You should have rules. But with those rules, you should have principles. One of the most interesting things uh, when you look at research is any extreme tends to cause children distress when they become adults through the process of uh, when you look at how they handle struggle. It's not will they struggle or if they struggle. It's when they struggle, how well have we prepared them for it? How well have we enabled them, equipped them to handle the struggle? Good parenting anything good begins with the end in mind. What's your desired end goal? And if you're raising children, you're not raising children, you're raising adults. Now that doesn't mean we treat them like little adults, right? You'll see that. You'll see people who expect their children to act like adults. Well, that's silliness. A lot of times, one of the things my wife and I, when we, when we work with couples, we'll tell them, we'll, we'll say to them, you know, are you upset because your child did this? And is that them being a child, or is that them being rebellious? Because those are two different things. But the end goal here is to invite your children into adulthood in a way that helps them be productive contributors to the world, not just to society, but to the world and to their life, so that when they die, they know how they win at life. But that begins with you knowing how you win at life? And that's an important question, and people get really frustrated. I used to ask every time my wife and I would go out, my family and I would go out, my friends and I would go out to eat, I'd always ask the server, how do you know if you win at life? Because, you know, they kind of have to answer me. They want my tip. And invariably, the number one question answer I get is, well, I don't know. I don't know that you win at life. We all know people who have lost at life. We all know people who we've watched them and said, that person lost at life. And so you have to decide, what does it mean to win at life? How do I not lose at life? And then how do my children not lose at life? Kids live what they learn and they learn what they live. So you have a dual task here. You have to decide what principles you're going to teach your kids to live. That's the words coming out of your mouth, how you're going to teach them, right? So if you believe hard work is a principle and a value that you want your kids to live by, you're going to have to tell them that. And then the second side of that is you have to actually live the principles that you teach them. There's two aspects to that. You have to live what you say. And part of that is I'm going to assume that you agree with me on this because if you don't, you need to call my office right away and make an appointment uh, because we need to talk. You're going to make mistakes. And so part of that is you teach your children how to respond when they make mistakes because they're not going to live their life perfect. They're going to make mistakes. And one of the biggest mistakes I see in parenting is parents live at one end of two extremes on this. Though at the one end, they pretend like their kids don't make any mistakes. And at the other end, they act like their kids can't do anything right unless they do it their way. In fact, I, I often uh, enjoy talking to people who, who talk to me, oh, there's more than one way to skin a cat. And then I ask them, so what happens when your child pushes you 
on doing something differently than in the way you want to do it. And if they say, well, I'm okay with that, I say, great, would your kid agree with that? And if they say, no, I'm not okay with that, then I always ask, okay, fine, then what about the more than one way to skin a cat? In other words, I expect that my kids are going to disagree with me. One of the things I've talked about on this ad nauseum is uh, is that I, I have encouraged my children to question their faith, to question the things that we talk about. Politically, we talk about politics, and we don't always agree. And I always affirm their right to have their own opinion. But the principle that I want them to learn is you can have your own opinion as long as you educate yourself. And I personally think that when it comes to politics, you ought to hold your opinions pretty loosely, most of your opinions pretty loosely, because they're going to change. You're going to grow. Uh, a principle that I want my kids to learn is you're responsible for your own growth. But then I have to actually live that. I have to engage my own life for growth. If you're not living out the things you tell your kids to live, they won't, they won't embrace them. They'll see the hypocrisy of it. And in this age of, hey, can't we all just love ourselves, we're failing to remind parents that you have to live what you teach. Period. There are so many parents that they try to be, there's like, you know, there used to be helicopter parents and there still are. And then there's this term lawnmower parents. I want to create a new term. I want to talk about canal parents. Well, what's a canal parent? Well, canal parents, they set up walls that their kids can only go one direction. There's no variance. There's no, there's no, you know, let me push on this. Let me learn this. The safest place for your kids to learn how to handle mistakes should be in your home. So my kids, I want them to engage conversations with adults, even those they agree, disagree with. And if they make a mistake, then I can be there to teach them, to engage them, to talk through it with them. Because I'm going to focus on the principles, not the rules. Now here's a problem with this. It's going to make life messy. And most of us think that if we have life that is messy, especially with our kids, somehow that's a bad reflection on us as parents rather than it being a good reflection on us. In other words, I actually am suggesting that if your life with your kids is messy, you're probably doing a lot of things right. So it's okay to have a messy house. Your kids only live, for, live in your house for so long. They're only little for so long. They only want to play with toys for so long. Let it be messy. Seriously, don't worry about the mess. Live to the principle. Yeah, but Joe, the, the, the mess makes me anxious. Nothing makes us anything. We choose. That's another principle that I teach my kids. One of the things that we talk to our kids about is, you know what, there's a stigma to mental health therapy. If you feel like you need to talk to somebody, let us know, and we'll take you in, and you can talk to somebody, and we'll sign away our rights to know what you're talking about. Living the principle out. Having conversations where we embrace the idea of whatever it is that we're talking about through our actions. Principles married to actions. Actions married to principles. That's good parenting. And I know it's a little bit vague, but that's the point. I want you to wrestle with this. I want you to embrace it. So when your kids are adults, you know your opportunity to influence them is based purely on your relationship with them. If you have a 12-year-old, your opportunity to influence them is based on your relationship with them and your position as an authority to, to a large extent. You can use either one. If your child's 32, the only opportunity you have to influence them is your relationship. Teach them how to respond when they're frustrated 
by responding appropriately when you're frustrated with them. How many parents have just flipped their lid over spilled drinks in the living room? And then when their kids flip their lid, they're like, you can't respond that way. You can't act that way. Well, mom, well, dad, I have bad news. If you do that, that's the definition of hypocrisy. So so if you want your children to not flip their lid when they're frustrated, teach them that with your words, but then live it out. Good parenting is done through your actions, not your words. And if you just give them words, you're a canal parent. You set up these walls and it just doesn't work. You raise adults that can't make decisions on their own, that end up living in your basement till they're 30. That's not being an adult. Parenting starts with principles. Parenting starts with expressing principles, the words that come out of your mouth, even when they're little. And then it embraces the truth that your actions as the leader have to match the words that come out of your mouth. They have to. So I can talk all day long to my daughters about how they ought to only pick men that treat women right, but if I treat their mother disrespectfully, they're going to see that. Live what you teach. And when you screw up because you will, teach your children how how to respond when you make mistakes. Don't blow it off. Don't pretend that it didn't happen. Don't make excuses. Do all the things that you want them to do. If you say things don't matter, but you're always obsessing about the things in your house and the things of your house looking perfectly neat and crystal clean, you have a disconnect between what you're teaching and what you're doing. If you say family's the only thing that matters, but you're not actually embracing your family, you better be explaining that to your kids. And sometimes that's important. Like sometimes you have to. Maybe you have toxic family members that you can embrace, right? So I'm like, I'm talking like your parents or your siblings, but then you need to explain that to your children. I I knew a man when I was growing up who was incredibly selfish. He was incredibly tight with money. He was incredibly selfish with the money. When he became uh, older and infirmed, his adult children were, guess what? Selfish with money because they learn what they live and they live what they learn. That's principles and actions. You have to marry them. And then just embrace the mess. And by mess, I don't just mean the mess around your house. If you're raising kids to think on their own, they're going to make mistakes. If you're trying to raise adults who can process through problems and problem solve, you're going to have to give them the opportunity to fail. And with the opportunity to fail comes failure. And so that's going to create mess. If you're trying to encourage your kids to to question the things that you believe, whether it's faith, politics, whatever it is, you're going to have times where your kids do things. You're like, wow, this is messy. Embrace it. Hug it. Take warmth from it. Embrace the mess. Teach your kids what wisdom is. What is wisdom? Teach them that. Teach them those principles. Teach them how to make decisions. How to look at the end from the beginning. Which brings us to consequences. Let's just put away draconian principles of discipline. And can we please, 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 please all stop saying, well, I was, and then fill in the blank and be like, and I turned out okay. Because here's a good general rule of thumb. The more you have to say, and I turned out okay, the less likely you actually turned out okay. And how many people can I find, like, like, okay, so let's just say that you're like, well, my mom put Clorox in my mouth and I turned out okay. 
Not that anybody's doing that. I'm trying to pick something ridiculous. I only have to find one person who could say, well, my mom put Clorox in my mouth and I'm not okay. Now we're at even. So let's actually talk about wisdom and principles and discipline that works, which is less severe, more repeatable. One of the problems is, is that we tend to think that if a discipline doesn't work the first time, we, we define work there as they stop doing it. But, but that, that isn't true anywhere else in life. People make mistakes all the time. It takes us multiple times to learn things. And so if your kids are making mistakes, if they're doing things that aren't working, that's fine. Come up with, come up with consequences or, or maybe just let natural consequences go. And then embrace the idea of less severe consequences, more, more repeatable. Do something that you can do again and again and again and again on a short-term basis. So that the idea of the need for change is constantly in their awareness level. Less severe, more repeatable. It is a mantra for us. Less severe, more repeatable. Anytime that I get caught wanting to nuke my children with a discipline, I'm probably caught in a power game, either with them or in my own mind. So here's a principle. Be less severe and more repeatable in your discipline. And here's the thing. Don't be afraid to create space between you and your kids. It's okay for you to go to your bedroom and let them watch TV. Oh my gosh, screen time. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay for you to be like, man, I just need an hour or two away from my kids. I'm going to bed at 10. Well, my kids want to stay up. Okay, let them stay up. I mean, depending on how old they are. Well, but what if they stay up too late? Then let there be consequences. Less severe, more repeatable. Embrace the idea that your kids are sentient human beings who get to make their own choices. Your 8-year-old, your 10-year-old, your 12-year-old, 14-year-old, 16-year-old, 18-year-old, they all are sentient human beings who get to make their own choices. And one of the places that we lose with our kids is we tell them what they believe and what they think, and we don't ask. We can tell the, I can tell my kids what I believe. And I can tell them what I want them to believe. But I need to hear what they believe. Why did you think this was a good choice? One of the things that we're constantly doing with our children is we want them to live in the moment, but we also want them to think about their future. Who do you want to be? And I don't mean like, do you want to be a veterinarian or do you want to be an entrepreneur, which those are all good things and those actually reflect some of the things that my kids tell me they want to be. But who do you want to be as a person? What kind of character do you want to have? Here's what I see you doing. And here, here we're marrying actions and principles. Here's what I see you doing. And this action tells me that you have this value. Is that a value that you actually have, that you want to communicate to people that you have? If not, tell me what you're doing because you're not going to just wake up one day with this new value set. You're not going to just wake up one day with this new, this new principle of living. What are you doing and how is it helping you become who you want to be? So you can be friends with anybody you want to be. You cannot be friends with anybody that you don't want to be friends with. But however you handle those situations, my child, is helping me understand how you view your life and who you want to become and who you say you want to become. Does that match that? But that should be true for you too, mom and dad. Who do you want to be in 10 years? And are your actions reflecting that person? Right? One of the, 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 I just said what, and I hate that. So I'm not even going to delete it. I'm just going to apologize. I hate saying right. One of the principles that we used to teach in counseling to people 
who are looking for job promotions, right? People come in for career counseling is that you need to dress for the job you want. If at all possible, dress for the job you want. That would be funny here at my company because we'd all wear blue jeans, which we all wear anyhow. Uh, but, but dress for the job that you want. Here's what I'm suggesting. That's a great principle to take to your children and at, tell them to dress themselves with the actions of the person they want to become. So one of my daughters told me, I want to change the world by making a difference in people's lives. Okay, great. So let's talk about what you're doing. How is that working? Are you doing that? And then let's also talk about what are the dangers of that? What happens when that goes off the rails? So, so I am a very passionate person. I am, I just run high. That's great most of the time. But when it goes off the rails, here are some things that are tr- problematic. You're not going to be surprised by this if you know genetics. I have kids who are passionate. And so I tell them, okay, look, it's great that you're passionate, but how are you protecting yourself against the places where that goes off the rails? Speak to your children, even when they're little, about who they want to be. One of these days, I'm going to do a podcast episode on, on live. what name do you live under. But one of the things that you have to realize, parent, is you are the greatest shaper of your child's self-view. Shape it through the words you use about them. Be a great artist. Talk to them about who they are, about who they want to become, about who you see them becoming. And I'm not talking about vocation here. I'm talking about character. Embrace the mess that is life. One of the principles that I live by that some days I wish I didn't, but it's just truth, so I have to. Life is messy. Humans are messy. People that I like do things that I can't stand. And I have to understand that. I have to embrace that. I have to live in it. And I have to be okay with it. And so if I want to teach my kids that life is messy and people are messy and that's okay, I have to live that out. You have to live out the principles that you teach. Good parenting starts with principles and it is glued together with action. Your actions and shaping the actions of your children, both in how you interact with them and how they see you interact with the world. If you want to raise generous children, be generous. If you want to raise selfish children, be selfish. It's just that simple. And we, our children, a lot of, a lot of adults get to say, you know what, my parents did this and I reject that. My parents did this and I accept that. And I get that. And if your adult children aren't acting in a way that you believe them taught, you taught them, I'm not saying that it's your fault or that you automatically, there's proof that you screwed up, even though that's probably the story running through your head. But I am saying you have a better chance of raising kids who become adults that you actually want them to be by you being the adult, the type of adult that you want them to be. Be the example. Life is not chess. There's not, you know, a set a number of moves where you do this move and you do that move and you do this move and it sets you up and you're guaranteed an outcome. It's poker. And poker, good poker players know that you make decisions with incomplete information. And you hope for good turnouts. You hope for good for 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 the the turnout to be what the probabilities say. So here's the last principle that you have to embrace as a parent. It's uncertainty. You don't know how it's going to turn out. You don't. I do everything I can to protect my kids, but something bad could happen to them. 
Uh, I, I, someone at my at my uh, church cracked a joke to my daughter uh, that I think is inappropriate to say to a 16-year-old, especially uh, it was a man to my daughter. So, especially so, I've got to run that out. I've got to think that through. How do I respond? What's the best way to respond? I guarantee, and I've already done this. I talked to her about it and why I think it's inappropriate. And then, how does that work? How does that move forward? I don't know. Like, okay, do I not let her go to anything anymore? Well, that isn't real life. That doesn't help her become the adult that I want her to be. So how do we engage these truths and these principles? We accept the uncertainty. All right, I hope this is helpful to you. I hope this episode is something that you find value in. If you did, please share it with your friends. Don't forget, you can subscribe to everything that I put out at joemartino.com. Uh, if there's something that I can do to help you, let me know. You can reach me at joemartino.com. Just click on the Contact Me page, fill that out, and I'd be happy to hear from you. Keep on keeping on. I know you're tired. And some of you are like, hey, man, I'm not tired at all. I'm in a season of life where parenting's fantastic. That's awesome. Keep moving. But anybody who parents for any length of time, you know there are seasons to it. And there are seasons that are like this winter where you just feel like every turn you make, you're getting buffeted and punched and kicked. Just hang in there. Keep on moving. Speak to who your child is becoming. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. Give us a rating on the iTunes store. And if you have a question for a future show, feel free to send us an email at info at joemartino.com. You can also go to joemartino.com and click on the contact me page. Until next time, remember, change possible.